Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free and catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Lauren Interviews podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conlon. Okay, I'm going to make this intro short and sweet because I've literally tried to record it 14 times, um, and I keep coughing. It's really, really freaking annoying. I have this scratchy throat that's, I mean, I don't know. I have little kids. Like, we pass diseases, like, you know, back and forth all winter. So I'm sorry. I'm trying to um, keep this short and sweet. If I cough, I'm just going to cough, okay? Because I literally have recorded this and stopped, like, 20 times. So anyway, um, thanks for listening. I have a lighter episode today with Cuban-American actor Yul Vasquez, who's promoting Godfather of Harlem. Such a good show. And oh, you might also know him from Severance. We talk a bit about that. We also talk a little bit about Ben Stiller. I'm so awkward. I don't know why I, I get like this and I'm too honest sometimes. Um, I thought about taking it out, but I kept it in just because it's me. I'm the awkward one. Uh, let me know what you think, how awkward I really am, or maybe I'm just imagining it. But um, anyway, our second guest is Steve Zernkilton, whose name you might not know, but whose voice you definitely will know. So Steve is um, the beginning of Law & Order Criminal Intent. That's his voice. You will hear it immediately um, when you you listen to him say good morning or whatever it is he says. He's got such a great voice. But he is working on a new show called Blood & Money on CNBC. And that is crazy. It's all about um, new new facts that you might not know about some of the biggest true crime cases like in the world. So um, they cover the Menendez brothers. They cover some Robert Durst stuff. And and like he says, it's new information because I was just like, why are, why are they still making shows about these cases? I feel like we know everything that we possibly could know about the Menendez brothers or about, you know, whatever. But he says, no, there's people that come forward literally every year with new information that's super interesting. So um, you'll hear about that. You know, the Oscars were Sunday. I was so happy about Brendan Fraser. Oh my gosh, so deserving. I was so happy for Kihi Kwan, even though I thought Barry Kyogen, I can never say his last name, so I'm sorry, from Banshees of Sharon. I thought maybe, maybe he deserved to win a little bit more than Kihi Kwan, but I do love Kihi Kwan's story. I was also rooting for him. Um, and yeah, overall, I think the Oscars show was super boring. I think they played it safe because of the slap last year. And I was offended when Lady Gaga took all her makeup off and wore jeans and a t-shirt on stage at the Oscars. I did not like that. I know what she was going for. Um, and I know some people really enjoyed it, but I don't know. I like the glamour of the Oscars. I didn't really want her to like do that. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. Um, all right. I'm going to play my interview with Yule and then we'll have a quick commercial and then I will play the interview with Steven and then I'll close this out. Hi, Lauren. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? You're in New York. I am in New York. What about you? I'm in Miami, but I, I have a I have a home in Miami, and I have a I have a home in in, in New York. I'm a I'm a New York resident, but uh, I have a I try and get down here as often as I can. Where, yeah. What, what part of the city are you in? I'm in Manhattan. I spend a lot of time, let's say, in Manhattan and Brooklyn. What about you? I'm in I'm in Chelsea. 
fun. And you're married to Princess yeah. Jasmine. I love that. I I am I I am married to a Disney princess. Isn't that crazy? Yes, I saw that and I was like, oh my gosh. I just I love both of them. You have this illustrious career and you have a lovely wife who is just iconic. Um, and it's just an honor to be talking to you right now. Well, thank you so much. I, I'm 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 grateful. I'm a I'm a fortunate man. You know, you are definitely part of a lot of intense projects, right? So I know that you are, we are totally going to promote Godfather of Harlem. I can't wait to talk about that. But my husband and my sister-in-law were totally obsessed with Severance. And I did not watch it because I saw like one episode. I started to watch it and I was like, this is going to take a lot of thinking. And I just wasn't here for that. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, but Severance it, is a very, is a yeah. very, you know, it's a, it's a high concept. It's a heady show, you know. Mm, well, people loved it. I mean, they loved it. Yeah, it's it's very very well done. I mean, Ben Stiller and that crew, you know, they. I think that's just beautifully well done. What was your what was your um experience with that show? My my experience was 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 great. It was difficult. You know, we shot that in the height of the pandemic. So oh. we shot, we, we started shooting that show, uh, Severance, in uh, fall of 2020. So, you know, the I pandemic begins that. in March, you know, yeah, before, oh yeah. Wow. Before vaccines, before anything, you couldn't even, you know, uh, testing was even iffy, but they had very, very strict regulations in place and that's how we get through it. But I had been friends with with Ben Stiller for a while. I had met him in New York when we, we were, we shared a green room at the public theater and it was always very nice to me. And, uh, we, and we were friends and this was the first time we really had a chance to work, work together. But- um, Wow, wow, um, that's uh, so you cool. Know, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, it was a wild to shoot at that time. I mean, yeah, I can't even explain that to you. You know, it, it wasn't just ma it was masks and shields, and we had, I mean, God. gloves, and this was just absolutely crazy. crazy I mean, looking know? back, looking back, it seems like overkill now because now it's like, oh, I have COVID. Oh, cool, no big deal. You know, back then we were like, oh, stay away, like you said, shields, masks, well, it was gloves. Very, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. And crazy. if it was, you know, if there was one positive test, it would shut the show down. You know, that's oh how, my that's gosh! Yeah, think of how much yeah. money that would have cost you guys, and cost or cost Apple. That's so insane oh. to think about. I can't. Oh my gosh! And the, yeah, go I, ahead. I, no, go ahead. Sorry. No, no. I I used to think about the cost overruns. I I, I would I I couldn't even wrap my head around what right. that cost. Right. Um, now, Ben Stiller. That that's an interesting character because I hear mixed uh, feedback about Ben Stiller. Now he. His kid and my kid go to the same school. They're obviously his kids much older, but he was at like the benefit, the school benefit last year. And he was just amazing, right? He was just so amazing. But you do hear like mixed things. Like he kind of keeps to himself, doesn't really want to talk to a lot of people. So I feel like if you're Ben Stiller's friend, I mean, you must I be think a, yeah, you must be a good guy. <laughs> ben is a great guy, but you know, I think, I think he's a, he's a private person. You know what I mean? And probably yeah. just, you know, um, you know, it's, you know, he, he, he grew up in showbiz. So, you know, he has a different perspective than, than. Right. 
Well, do you want to oh, hear, do you want to hear some tea? Do you want to hear some tea, Yul? Um, I have a friend in sports broadcasting and he said to me, the only show they ever couldn't air was when Ben Stiller was the guest because it was like one word answers. Isn't that insane? Like I heard that oh, and I was what? like, yeah, but I get that though, right? Like sometimes you're just not in the mood, you know? Like you're an actor by trade, but you don't want to do all these interviews all the time, you know? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think, and listen, I, I wasn't there. I don't know what went on with right. that, but I, my, my impression of Ben is, is could not be lovelier. I, he, he's my friend. I, uh, um, and I think, and he's one of the most talented humans you'll ever meet, like as an actor, as a mm. director, you know, he's just an incredible brain. So love that. And I am a I, huge, I, I'm a huge I fan of him. Yes, he's great. Yeah. Now let's pivot to Godfather of Harlem because you guys are on season two. This show is awesome. So what can we expect in the first uh, few episodes? Well, the first few episodes, you know, you're gonna you're gonna see the introduction of of my character in season three. So you know, the show the show takes mm -hmm. place. The show follows the life of Bumpy Johnson, uh, yes. the famous Harlem uh, gangster, and uh, played by Forrest Whitaker. And then in mm -hmm. season three, you have the introduction of 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 uh, Jose Jose Miguel Battle, which is a, which a, which is a real uh, a real Cuban gangster who had worked for Batista, you know, and then and, and, uh, is involved in the Bay of Pigs invasion and then comes and through his contacts and uh, Italian organized crime, mm. helps, starts his numbers racket and he becomes a, a huge gangster on the Eastern Seaboard and then he gets involved with Bumpy in, in our show um, in, the, in the heroin trade. So then, and then, you know, from there it goes on to, um, you know, fireworks. Sparks will fly is what I can tell you. <laughs> okay. And I, sorry, I misspoke. I said season two, season three is, um, is what I meant, but okay. This is great. I'm excited because you play these roles super well. You've got this great look, um, where you're, you're very handsome, but you can also be very scary. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's very cool. Well, you know, I try to be, uh, I try to be, I try to be, uh, uh, scary, but, but, but understanding. Yeah. No, okay. Okay. You've got these great, Yule, you've got these great eyes and I'm not hitting on you. I promise. Um, I mean, maybe I am, you just don't know, but just kidding. You've got these great, <laughs> you've got these great intense eyes that like on screen that they just shine. Right. And I am all about the face. You do this thing where you, you know, your movements are not huge. It's obviously acting on screen. It's, it's different, but your face just says it all. And it just makes you so wonderful to watch, you know? Well, you know, I think you, uh, that's very nice of you to say, first of all, thank you. And I think that you, I think that you, you hit on the thing that I try to do as an mm. actor, which is not gild the lily. You know, you know that term? No, I don't. It, yeah. Inform me. You know, please. <laughs> when, when you do too much, yeah. you know, when you, when, when you, sometimes you, you watch an actor and they're, they're gilding the lily. They're like, a lily is already nice you don't have to add anything to a lily you know what i mean ah, so sometimes ooh, you just have to trust yourself and not add not not add shenanigans yeah. to what is actually happening and and the audience and trust that the audience are smart people right you know right and that the right. camera is your partner you know the camera and the lenses and all that they're your partners in this in this endeavor, you know, and they see tiny things. Yeah. You know, the camera yeah. sees a lot of right. Mm -hmm. No, so. that's, that's a really, that's a cool, that's a cool way to put it. Really, really cool. Um, now you split your time 
in Miami and New York, you said. Now, what does the weather just bring you to Miami mainly? Or are you just kind of like, you know what? I feel like getting away for a few days. How do you how do you decide where you're where you're going? Well, I um, I grew up I grew up in Miami Beach, which is where I am right now. Okay. Um, and uh, so I, so I have a you have a whole history here, you know, and I, uh, I've, I've had a place here since 2000, 2004. So, you know, my mother, my mother was here and, and all that stuff. Um, I also, there's another part of me that you probably aren't aware of, but I also paint in my studio, my paint, okay. my studio where I paint is here is, is in my, if you, if you go on my Instagram, you can see, you'll wait, see the paint. I was going to say that. I just started following you and I was like, wait, you're so, you, you showcase all this cool. I mean, I see you at Art Basel and you're showcasing all this cool art and you're also posting um, pictures of your friends that have, you know, designed really cool stuff. And I was like, wow, this guy's really cool because he, um, he supports everybody as well. You know, you, you seem like really positive. And I do. I support. Yeah. I try to, you know, I try to support my friends, you know, cause they, my friends support me. So I, I try to be, you know, and I have cool friends who make, who do like cool stuff. You know what I mean? So like, I love I, my artist friends are like making amazing stuff, you know? Have you ever been to um the Tagliatelle gallery in Chelsea? In South Beach? No, in Chelsea, in New York, the Tagliatelle. Oh, no, no. Uh, I don't think I have, no. You should go. It's really cool. They have really great work, like a bank. I mean, I guess it's more mainstream artists if you're into like the Banksy and Mr. Brainwash and stuff, but they do have some um, smaller artists as well, but I think you'd really like it. And it's in your hood, so, you know. Um, I, I should go, I should go to it. They, they have Mr. <laughs> Mr. Brainwash yeah. stuff in there. Yeah. It's like right oh, next Lord. to that car wash. You know what I'm talking about on 10th Avenue? It's like, sure. there's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, there's a car wash. There's a couple of restaurants actually randomly. Our car got stolen from that car wash. It was so insane. That's, that's New York for you right now. But, um, like, that's yeah. Amazing. yeah. Isn't that so funny? Well, tell me when, um, the Godfather Parlum premieres or when it did premiere. I, I can't recall if it started yet or. Because I have to wrap this up. No, it's on. It's on the air. It's you can on. just okay. go on MGM Plus. You okay. can go on MGM Plus for season three. Okay. Um, and then uh, you can catch up on season one and two, uh, I believe, on Hulu um, is is running them. Um, but, awesome. yeah, it, it's okay. on. And it's it's beautifully shot. And, uh, you know, you know, everybody loves a gangster. You know what I mean? Everybody <laughs> loves a gangster. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, you'll, I could talk to you forever. <laughs> this has been so amazing. Um, thank you for joining Lauren interviews. I really hope we get to do an in-person interview sometime. So thanks so much. I'd love it. I would uh, absolutely, I would love that. Just, uh, Call yeah. the office and set it up. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah. I will. And princess Jasmine too. I want everybody. <laughs> Princess Jasmine, that's that's the interview you want. Yeah, I want I want you both. Yeah. All right, thanks, y'all. Most weight loss plans are one size fits all, not taking into account each person's individual needs. Noom is built for your psychology and your biology, meeting you where you are. Noom Weight uses psychology. That's why they say losing weight starts with your brain, but it also takes into account your unique biological factors, which also affect weight loss success. The program helps you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have cravings. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available for pre-order wherever books are sold.
And here's your prescription. I know just the pharmacy to get this filled. Who are you? A pharmacy benefit manager. A middleman your insurer uses to decide which medicines you can get, what you pay, and sometimes even which pharmacy you should go to. Why can't I go to a pharmacy in my neighborhood? Because I make more money when you go to a pharmacy I own. <laughs> no one should stand between you and your medicine. Visit phrma.org slash middleman to learn more. Paid for by Pharma. How are you, Stephen? I'm good, Lauren. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, where are you located? I always need to know. It's a it's a weird thing I have. Well, right now I'm in normally sunny but now cloudy Florida. Ooh, that's where you normally live. We do. We're okay. residents here. We do spend a few months of the year in Maine uh, now, but uh, but yeah, we've been down here for. Ooh. Yeah, I read that's where you met Dick Wolf was in Maine when you gave him your um, voiceover demo. Is that right? Right, that's right. Yes. Yes, and that's ballsy of you. I love that. I feel like we're the same. I feel like I kind of have no fear like that, right? And there's like a fine line between being aggressive and you know, and being like a go getter. Well, between being a real estate agent and you know being constantly rejected for you know auditions. Um, <laughs> You develop some thick skin um, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, you know, you just, um, you know, you go for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Say? No, that's one step closer to yes. <laughs> that's a really, really good point. Um, there's only really two things they can say. I mean, besides, you know, if they could tell you to fuck off, but um, no, I'm just kidding. Right. Just exactly. kidding. Um, but no, you are part of a new show right now on CNBC called Blood and Money. And I, I'm a big true crime lover. I obviously, I watch Law and Order just like everybody else that loves true crime, but Blood and Money looks so good. I was going through some of these episodes um, and it looks like there's a new uh, topic or case per episode. So just tell me about that show and, um, and you know, if you had fun making it, if it was interesting, if you got nightmares, tell me all about it. There are all sorts of adjectives that I could attach to that. Um, <laughs> fun, yes, because it's exciting to break out of the uh, the role of only doing the you know the opening, the cold open, mm -hmm. and now being able to narrate the show and to try and actually help tell the story. You know, whether it's with you know empathy or firmness, depending upon what the moment calls for. Um, but this this is real life law and order. So now it's it's you know the interviews with the prosecutors, with the detectives, um, you know, mm -hmm. with in some cases the witnesses, um, in, in some cases even relatives of victims and things like that, yeah. to watch this chess match unfold. Uh, and in the case of the Durst, um, um, you know, situation where he had endless amounts of money to hire for millions of dollars, the very best lawyers who are then trying to punch any kind of hole into the case the prosecution has. And right. You watch the cat and mouse chess game unfold, and it's exciting for me um, to be a part of it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I enjoy it. So, I mean, is there anything? I can't believe that the um, Menendez case is still being covered. I saw that was, was an episode, and I'm like, dude, I mean, I guess it's like, yeah, sure. So I see why the Durst case is, is covered because I feel like new um, we discover new evidence and, and, and new just pieces of information. Yeah. Like every year, but like the Menendez try, I mean, what, what's going on with that? How is there new information to share with the public? You'll get new information because you're going to hear things from the detectives. You'll even see some, some interviews, um, you know, with, uh, 
the brothers themselves that perhaps is footage that has not been seen before, at least it, it may be in the courtroom, but, but mm-hmm. not on air. And, um, you know, while I can't tell you specifically, um, you know, what it is that's new, I know when I was watching The Scratch and, you know, following along with this script at the same time, I was like, huh, I didn't know that. Um, oh, okay. I did find all of the cases to be very interesting and also then to to see the personalities and, and hear the descriptions of, of the uh, the prosecutors and, and, and the uh, detectives and so forth about how they, you know, eventually convict these guys. Right. And, and I think it's, it's crazy to me because we're in a society right now that is just obsessed with true crime and like, I'm guilty of it. And you know, I have to stop and take a break for like a week from watching this stuff and remind myself that these are real people with real families. And this is real, you know, this is really terrible stuff that's happened to them. So, you know, for someone like you, who's completely immersed in this for, I'm assuming, I don't know how long it takes you guys to film or record, but you must've, you know, had to watch some, some pretty happy shows on TV to sort of snap out of it. Right. Yeah, I don't, it's, um, it is interesting, but yeah, you do eventually. It's kind of like watching the news. Eventually, you have to say stop. You know, <laughs> I need to. I need to see something that's uh, not going to make me, uh, you know, feel this way. Yeah, um, yeah. Let me see a cute kitty or a cute puppy or a baby or something. Exactly. Gosh. Happy <laughs> now, Animal Channel. Yes, exactly. Now, do you do you think that you know you've got this really dark, deep, sexy voice? Do you think that you know this is your voice has sort of um you know, it's obviously it's gotten you, you know, the, obviously that your famous law and order, um, opening, but do you think it sort of hindered you in a way to, to do more upbeat things or, or upbeat voiceovers? It's funny you say that because Dick Wolf once said to me, you are a victim of your own success. Mm. Um, that I sort of, you know, have been sort of pigeonholed into this genre and, uh, mm. And so there have been opportunities that perhaps I, you know, have not had because of that. But how lucky am I to be in that position to have that problem? Yeah, totally. It's 100%. I'm I'm very grateful. I mean, you know, what's funny. I can, I can hear you. I don't know what you, I don't know enough, but like, have you ever tried sports announcing? Because I feel like you'd be really good at that. I did when, when the Red Sox won the World Series after the 86 year drought, I did, um, the 2004 Faith Reward of the historic season of the Boston Red Sox. And then I did the David Ortiz uh, era. Um, but I have okay. done, you know, many, many years ago in radio, I did some play-by-play. Here's yeah. a challenge for you. Try, try covering soccer on radio. Okay. I, I, I can't even imagine. Well, I, I don't even know enough about sports. I wouldn't be able to keep up. Kick the ball, kick the ball toward the net. And then, you know, you can, all the listeners, <laughs> ooh. Uh, so it's... Uh, <laughs> He took a sip of water. He put it down. He went back on the field. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, um, so no, I just, I never ended up going in that direction. I really, for a while there, I, you know, the dream job was, was being, um, during my brief stint in, in on-camera news was to be, you know, an on-camera anchor or something like that. And then yeah. when I really got much more involved in voiceover, then of course the dream job was being a network staff announcer. Ooh. Ooh, okay. And I got to audition for that stuff. Um, It was kind of funny because the person who was making the decision about the NBC Nightly News, I met at a conference and she just said, you know, I just, just," she said, when I see you, all I can think of is Opie. I'm like, huh. 
Uh, okay. Wow. Uh, what? So, you know, these, those, those are the kinds of rejections that you can get in this business. Oof, you, you never yeah. Be cold. You know, it, it's just, uh, but you, you develop that thick skin and, and you don't look, you never take the rejection personally. It just is what it is. Yeah, I mean, easier said than done. That's like, that's good advice and everything. But I mean, I, I feel like you're human. Of course, you take it a little personally. Well, when they insult you, you know, they give you an insult. One time I went to Asian and I had a, um, I had a Hugo Boss uh, charcoal colored suit that the moths had gotten into. Okay. On, and uh, so my wife took a um, charcoal colored pen to try and cover up the hole. So she, you know, covered the lining that was on the inside. Yeah. Um, I, you know, times were, times were tough back then. I was, you know, sleeping on friends' couches and things mm. like that. And uh, yeah. I, went, I went to meet with this, um, this agent, big agent in the business, big voiceover agent. Mm. He takes hands and he, and he makes this TV box. And of course, this, this interview was very important to me. Right. He frames my face with his hands. He goes, you know, you don't look like you're enjoying life. Uh, and I was, what? Mm. Um, and uh, he sort of, you know, he, he rejected me. And I said, at that point, all those were, were, were words of like, want to bet? Watch and yeah. see. Ooh, um, okay. And, um, so that was before, you know, before where we are now. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's funny. I think, I think a lot of people in, in the business that, you know, we're in, I'm in, you know, I'm in a similar business. I'm not an actress or, you know, a a voiceover queen or anything, but you know, I am a host, I'm in podcasting and, and I'm a journalist and yeah, I've had those meetings where they feel very personal and it really makes you sit back and think, okay, is this worth the abuse I take? And you know what? I'm going to agree with you where I mean, you didn't say this, but I'm, I'm insinuating this, like the highs are so high in this business, right? You get to watch yourself on these shows, complete these fantastic projects. And it feels amazing at the time, right? It feels so good and you feel so accomplished. And then it's like a month later, you're sitting there waiting for the phone to ring and you feel very low. I mean, that's me. I don't know if that, if you feel the same sometimes, but yeah. No, you're right. I used to, um, I used to, you know, do auditions and I would, wait and wait, you know, mm. the day. And, and then the real the gut punch comes when you actually hear the person on air who got the job, because you never hear. Yes. You only hear if you get the job. You never oh hear if you don't. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And then, and, and then when you hear them, you're like, wait a minute, what? That sounds <laughs> nothing like the specs I was given. <laughs> yes. No, I've been there. I've been there. I've so been there. Oh my gosh. Exactly. Cause yeah, they don't call you and say, Oh, we want, we want another direction. No, you gotta, you gotta no. see it or hear for it yourself when, you know, the project's actually live. But, um, so are you, do you just, you bounce back and forth between Maine and Florida doing real estate for the most part and, and voiceover stuff. So that's still your, your main two professions, right? No, I've, I've, I was finished with real estate a long time ago. Okay. Um, I think I probably went full-time um, with voiceover without doing anything else, probably around the year 2000, something like that. Okay, um, wow. But yeah, it's, it's uh, one, one little one about, uh, talk about being on pins and needles and waiting. Yeah, because tell it's, me. Because it's, it's career, yeah, I, I had to give up a couple of times because 
there was no money. And so I had to go back to work, whether it was yes. real estate, insurance, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And then I pretty much thought, okay, this is maybe not going to work out because, you know, you're putting your family through this struggle. Mm-hmm. And then I yeah. get this call. Lexus wants you to read to be their announcer for everything, all national, all regional, all local, recorded 76 days a year. Holy moly. Okay. So I auditioned, sent it in. They're like, okay, well, you're down to the final five. We want to fly you out to Los Angeles to audition in person. I do that. They fly me out to first class. Never been in first class. Wow. So out we go and then back. Nothing for you know, a few weeks. A, a few oh, weeks? Yeah, a few weeks. Torture. Final three. Okay. Well, next one is you're down to the final three. We want to bring you out again oh, you know, for another audition. And um, out again. Two months go by. No. Didn't get it. it no! Didn't. You didn't get it? Didn't get it. Nope. Oh, oh. my gosh. I, I was on the edge of my seat for that. Who the hell got it? Do you know the person? They ended up uh, staying with the same guy. And I actually, you know, I know I can't swear to it, but I think I was used as a pawn to keep his contract negotiations down. Oh my goodness. Speculation. Yep. Speculation you're, on my part. You're very, yeah, you're very good. You're, <laughs> listen, I don't, don't sell yourself too short. I mean, maybe that's a part of it because you're a big name and, and you know, you're obviously this crazy competition, but I feel like they were seriously considering you. You don't spend all that money, you know, flying someone back and forth and, and, you know, just to waste their time. I feel like, no, you were obviously heavily being considered, but that is so insane. Oh my goodness. That's so crazy. But you and I can can uh, commiserate on the uh, on the, the rejection part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Wait. I have a r- other random question for you. Do you have a son? I do. That goes by Junior, right? Yes. Okay. Sorry. I was looking for you on Instagram, and I was like, okay, this is not him. I don't want to be creepy and follow like a teenager or anything. But I was this close to doing it, and then I'm like, yeah. I didn't know if I didn't get a really good look at him, but he looked pretty young. Your son. He's pretty too. He's 32 years old. Okay, so just kidding. Just kidding. Um, I didn't really get a good look then. I have to jump, Lauren. Okay, sorry, Art, right, Steven. I could talk to you for, yeah, a very long time. Um, Thank you so much for joining Lauren Interviews. I cannot wait to see um, your new show, Blood and Money. It looks awesome. Thanks for, thanks for um, sharing all your stories. Thank you. You take care. You too. All right, guys, thanks for listening to Lauren Interviews. We'll be back with another episode next week or maybe even sooner, depending on if there's breaking news or not. All right, if you like this podcast, don't forget to rate and subscribe wherever you listen, and we'll see you next week.